Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. Well, good morning, Inga. How the heck are you? I'm good. Good, good. good. It's a sunshiny day. It's it is gorgeous very, out. Very sunshiny. We'll take yes. it. Yes. It's a, it's a good temperature, too. Yeah, Sunshine right? and like that fall sweatshirt mm-hmm. weather temperature. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So today, we're going to be talking about doctor visits. Yes. So I just wanted to ask you, how was your most recent doctor visit? <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of doctor visits, I should probably call and get one because um, <laughs> thankfully, knock on wood, um, I'm very, very healthy. And the only time I have to go is when I see my girly doctor Oof. and you, and I put that off as many years as possible. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the world's worst to ask. Oh yeah. Um, but um, so that is, I'm really doing okay in in terms of that good yeah good that's that's good to know (laughs) I'll remind you to get that scheduled oh I'll hurry and do her (laughs) I'm sure you will get right on that um yeah my I usually go to the urgent care um here in Mm -hmm. our town med north it is fantastic and they take really really good care of me my most recent actually was um asking for some help after COVID Mm because I actually had it and survived. I was a little fatigued, but got into the doctor there and they were able to give me some, some steroids and some antibiotics and got me right back on track. So good. Yeah. You were, it was a little haul for you for there for a while and you were getting cranky. So I'm just glad you, (laughs) perhaps maybe you suggested that I go to the doctor Uh, a week prior to you finally getting your butt in there, but you know, who's counting. Right, right, right. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Oh goodness. Well, our verse of the week was submitted by Sammy and it is actually Psalms 55, 22. This verse says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. I think this really, really, really plays in and hits home for me recently because as we're talking about COVID, um, Grandma Fisher actually did end up getting COVID and Mm. she said she was really mad about it because she did everything right. She stayed home for a year and a half. She wore a mask. She got her vaccination and she still got it. But I talked to God a lot when that was going on and he took very good care of her. And thankfully with the help of her doctors and then my mom, who is the 24 seven caregiver, and then a little bit of advocating on, um, from me, we were able to keep her home, keep her well taken care of. Um, I do have an aunt that's a nurse. She actually lives in Missoula and she was really good about, um, consulting with my mom and grandma as things were going on and making recommendations about what we could do at home to try to keep grandma going. So I gave it to God and he took really good care of her and she's, she's on the mend. Oh, yay. Yep. That is the best news ever. Yes. Yes. And we'll get into, as we start talking about, um, 
going to the doctor and those doctor visits, some of the things that we went through with yeah. grandma's situation. And then, you know, we have some different stories of people that we've helped along the way and ways that you can advocate and things to be sure that you're paying attention to when you do go into the doctor visit. Right, right. What do you have for a happy story? Well, I have a happy birthday story. Oh. Yeah. So the oldest U.S. veteran of World War II celebrated his 112th birthday. I almost, I almost <laughs> got that story. We must be looking at the same, the I, same good news story website. Well, I'll tell you what, um, we better start <laughs> we checking need each consult. other's notes. <laughs> okay, well, that's not what mine yeah. is, but I did look at that oh, one. Oh, <laughs> good, good. Uh, so Lawrence uh, Brooks of Louisiana had a drive-by party and the governor tweeted him saying, Mr. Brooks, the entire state of Louisiana, thanks you for your service and we all wish you a joyous birthday. And his advice to all is serve God and be nice to others. Oh, yeah. It's really just as simple as that, isn't it? It really boils down to yeah. all of the silliness that goes in our lives. It's it's really not necessary. Just be kind to each other and love one another. You know, it's interesting that that is what you came up with because I'm actually pulling a Julie today. And I, uh, sorry, I got to itch my nose for a second here. Sorry. I um, actually stumbled across this um, picture and and it is, it says be kinder. So let me go ahead and read this to you. Be kinder than them. Never let the actions and words of others define your happiness or virtue. Sometimes people are selfish, spiteful, unkind, and even cruel. Sometimes people speak words that cut deeper than any knife. We cannot let this be the rule we live by. We are called to be better, show more compassion than they have shown to you, smile more, give more, find a way to serve those who hurt you, show them that true what true love is, make them wonder why you are still kind, confuse them with your smile, show them that you are not contained by their standards, rise above, be superior in action and word, forgive, always be kinder than them. Oh, so that ties in really well with Lawrence. Yes. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yes. Well, if you guys have a verse that you want to send to us or even a happy story that you come across, since Julie and I clearly need some help with that since we keep picking the same story, um, <laughs> please, please submit to the caregivenpodcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us why the verse is meaningful to you. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, that's okay. Still send us the verse. And again, if you have any uplifting stories or things that you would like for us to share, please submit those to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So you, um, you kind of came up with this, this episode and it's, I think it's something that we see on a regular basis, a lot with our clients, but also with our own family members. So what we're going to talk about today is um, essentially how to be prepared for going to the doctor. Right, right. Uh, you know, and oh, way back when we talked about expectations, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> especially with the uh, staff issues that is just nationwide and the, uh, the pandemic and uh, everything that's going on, it seems that just even getting into the doctor Mm -hmm. is a, a huge process. Yes. We've got people that can't see somebody for three months. Yes. Um, you go to the doctor. I think they are saying the average wait is between 21 to 30 minutes to even just get into the room. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you're with your 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 primary physician. Hopefully it's your primary <laughs> physician that knows yes. you uh, for just a very, very short time. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is kind of help you think about things before you get there 
so that you'll be prepared to utilize your doctor's time as best as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, they do say that with uh, the populations of seniors and, and people over 65 um, in the United States is nearing uh, 48 million last year. And of course, it's growing. Mm-hmm. And so basically what we're finding is that uh, caregivers or our kids are taking their parents to the uh, the doctor and they're saying that almost 70% of seniors have two or more chronic diseases. As a result, they are seeing an average of four different specialists a year. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not the day-to-day, you know, other right. pains right. and all that. Mm-hmm. That's just to keep their kidneys going or their heart. I just, I mean, there's so much for us to consider as we get older. Absolutely. So when, when someone starts thinking about um, taking a loved one to the doctor, what are the things that they should look at first? Maybe get out a piece of paper and start making a list. Um, what are some important things to talk to that doctor about when you do get into that appointment? Right. So what I would recommend if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, get out a piece of paper and um, list all of the different things that we bring up and they'll be throughout this whole podcast. Um, but right now what we want to talk about is medications. Yep. That's a real big deal. I have an example of a, a pretty tragic situation, but um, this gal um, was taking her mother uh, to the doctor and about a year before she died she said my mother suddenly seemed to lose her mental capacity in the matter of two days she went from being a frail but clear-minded 83 year old to acting as though she had advanced dementia she stopped wanting to eat stopped communicating and slept most of the day after an agonizing agonizing (laughs) period of trying to figure out what was wrong it turned out to be a drug drug interaction she was 83 and weighed only 104 pounds yet she had been on 12 drugs and a doctor added an unlucky 13 it said we slowly eliminated most of the drugs and got her down to five essential medicines she slowly regained her cognitive capacities but there were two months during which she had no memory my mother's story is not unique i have since read and heard others like it it, it should be a cautionary tale for everyone with a very long medication list. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about medications, I would say that you always have that current medication list with you and make sure that anything that is added does not have conflict. any kind of a conflict with it. Right. And then I would also make sure that when you go to pick up the medicines that you also go over that with your pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Have a couple sets of eyes look at that. Right. Well, it's really important to know, you know, what is the drug or the medication that you're taking? Why are you taking Mm -hmm. it? Um, How might it interact with other medications? And then I think it's important to, if you're adding something new, to really be cognizant of the potential side effects and, and maybe even keep a journal of that or somehow keep track of how it's working for you. I mean, ideally it works in a good way and makes you feel better. Yeah. But if it doesn't, it's really important to know um, what it's actually doing to you in terms of how it's making you feel. Is it, is it um, clouding your, your memory? Is it, you know, having a cognitive effect on you? But really keeping track of that and not taking for granted that um, everything is just okay 
but paying attention to what you're taking. Well, we have a, a client right now, and I think she's a client right now just because the kids don't feel comfortable with her being all alone at night because that is when they're finding that she's falling. Mm-hmm. What had happened is they found out that she may accidentally be taking two of right. the medication instead of one. Right. And so it made her extra, extra groggy. So when she went up to go toilet during the middle of the night, um, she was she was a danger to herself. Right. So we were hired to stay with her until we could get her back to her baseline. Right. And um, thankfully, we were able to help her with that. But here's another example of side effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at the age of 55. Early on, we consulted a physician who recommended that he try a particular medication. I noticed that the doctor did not mention side effects. I asked about the medication side effects, and the doctor responded that most patients tolerate it beautifully. Nonetheless, I asked, what about those who don't tolerate it well? The doctor acknowledged that one in five patients find that it dulls their mind. This was an unacceptable side effect for us. Her husband was a a computer science professor and enjoyed his career, so we could not take a 20% chance that his mind would be dulled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they would have never known that if they hadn't asked. Right. Yes. So. Ask, ask, ask questions and uh, make sure that you understand. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll tell you another side effect deal. And it, this is not, and we're not just it's simply talking about elders, unfortunately, in this situation. There is lots and lots of youngsters that are on medications. I remember one time um, a family that I knew, um, their son was having acne problems. Mm. And so they were going to put him on this acne medicine, but one of the side effects was really some mental stuff. And they said, absolutely not. Right. We are not going to have this problem, right. but then cause this. Solve a problem and create and a different And make a different problem. problem and possibly a bigger problem. Sure. So they did go down different avenues to find different help for this young man and his, his skin conditions. But uh, if you're trying to fix your acne and it's going to cause you <laughs> to possibly be suicidal or something, that is absolutely unacceptable. Right. But you have to be an advocate. You have to ask yourself. I think the big word today will be advocate. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. And again, I mean, we're not we're not dis- discounting or discrediting medications. We're just right. saying make really, really certain that you understand what it's supposed to be doing for you or your family member right. and that it is indeed working the way that it is supposed to and not causing unintended um, consequences or side effects. Right, so. right. And it, it's important to, I mean, for a lot of people, it's important to find, try to find anyway, if maybe there's a less aggressive type alternative. Right. Um, not every situation has that, but if there is something that you can do in place of, you know, it's it's worth considering. Oh, uh, my my daughter, when she was in junior high, she had stomach issues mm-hmm. and uh, she, it really was scary. We couldn't get any local doctor because she was a peds Uh, because she was under 18 years old they wouldn't touch her here uh, locally Mm -hmm. and um, but they said well try this and try this and you know basically her stomach shut down every time she tried to put in something into her mouth it it just it would vomit it was just terrible she was in the hospital for five days they never did figure out anything so anyway um, then ended up taking her to Spokane where there was a bigger uh, place for the the pediatrics Mm -hmm. and um then they did find a something that was simply more logical about what was happening. Um, but then to come back here, we looked into different alternatives. And it was really hard for me to get past the normal modes of um, 
med- uh, doctors. Mm-hmm. I had never ever considered that maybe it, a, a chiropractor might be able to work on some nerves that go down into the stomach. Um, is you know how about any kinds of, of the alternative therapies, um, acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, very interesting. Um, learned a lot, but mm-hmm. I felt like we absolutely had not a lot of support locally. So we were willing to go outside to figure out what was going on. Right. If you don't like the answer to something, don't <laughs> stop there. Sure. Yeah. And I think um, something to just to take into consideration, you know, if your doctor offers you a couple different options of how you might be able to treat something, maybe the question to ask back to your doctor is, well, what would you do if it was your family? Oh, yeah. And, and maybe that helps you make that determination. Yep. And that's for every disease. Yeah, absolutely. What if this was your mama? Yep. What if this was your kid? Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So I, I love that advice a lot. So some of the stressful things that um, I think come along with those doctor's appointments like we were talking about is, well, it can be stressful with the unknown. It can be stressful going in and sitting in a waiting room for, you know, oftentimes way longer than we really should be sitting in a waiting room. And it just is what it is. But um, preparing to go to those appointments and having you know, having a good list of what you want to ask the doctor and knowing what you're trying to accomplish before you get there uh, really should help you try to minimize some of that stress. So if you can do that before heading in, that is really a good thing to do. Um, We also kind of have a checklist on what things that you can ask your doctor during a checkup. Um, Which do you have that with you, Julie? I do. I do. So, um, so if they're going to order any medical tests, let's talk about those. Yeah. There's going to be an x-ray. There's going to be a CAT scan, MRI, a blood test. You, you really need to, um, say, well, what is this for Mm -hmm. and what will it show? And if, if they can answer it, I don't know that they can, you might have to go to a different department, but ask them, what is this going to cost? Right. Right. Because then becomes the financial concerns Mm -hmm. and we're not going to even go there because that's another, you know, long talk. Um, but, um, ask what kinds of things you need to do to prepare. Sometimes it has to be, you have to be fasting. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you can't take certain medications, make sure you know the steps prior to any, uh, test. And once you're comfortable that you know that you want to have that test done. Um, Why is the test being done? What steps does the test involve? How should I get ready? Um, Are there any dangers or side effects? Mm -hmm. Uh, How will I find out the results and how long will it take to get those results? And then after we get the results, what does that mean? You know, are we going to meet again and then make a plan for the future Mm -hmm. on how to get better? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once you get your diagnosis, um, it just will tell you, um, it will identify the disease and what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, then you roll into then how can we fix it? Sure. And I think things that you can talk to your doctor about with their diagnosis is, um, you know, is there a cause? What may have caused this condition? Is it going to be a permanent situation? Um, how do we treat this condition or this diagnosis? How do we manage it? Will there be long-term effects on my life? And and where can I go to, f- to learn more about it? Yeah. Yep. Um, that's really great. So the one thing that you want to think about is you're, and I do, I've done this before too, is like all of a sudden this, this doctor comes in and, and there's 
they're so important. They're so smart and they look so yes. professional. Very you know? busy and very, important. very busy and very important. <laughs> and, um, you kind of just shut Blank. down. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I am so glad they're here to see me, but I know that they just have a few seconds cause they've got so many, they're so busy. Um, my, my stuff isn't that important. Yes, it, it is. You have got to stop. You have got to ask every question. The other thing is I did work for some doctors prior to um, getting into home care. And when you're in any field, and it doesn't mean if it's just in um, medicine or what, you get used to a set of terminology. Mm-hmm. That is the way you talk. That is is your whole life. So when a lay person comes in, they have no idea. Right what you're saying to them. And some of those medical words um, are this long. Right. And so you've got to be able to say, now stop and, and explain that to me again. Yes. I don't understand. understand. What yeah, does that I, mean? I don't understand. I, I need to, let me repeat this back to you. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the best way is say, let me make sure I understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to explain it to you and you tell me that I've got it under control. And um, so that is a big deal. And if it's going to take a couple more minutes, that's okay because you need to leave that place feeling comfortable that you know what the next steps are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is nothing worse than going to the doctor and then and leaving and not feeling like you accomplished anything yeah. or that you understand. Another thing um, that you and I had talked about, Julie, sometimes when we take family members to the doctor, mm-hmm. maybe the things that we've been saying they aren't listening to as much or taking as seriously. But then if the doctor says them, um, they will take them much more seriously. So it is important, like Julie was saying, to repeat back to the doctor, clarify, make sure you understand. And if you are taking a family member there, uh, make sure that they understand that, you know, we're all in agreement. This is what needs to be done. Um, it's, It's a little bit harder to resist what your doctor is telling you than it is to maybe resist what your daughter or your son or. Well, and we've actually had to advise family members to call the doctor prior to the meeting Mm -hmm. because they knew that dad or whoever wasn't going to tell them the whole story or wasn't going to tell them that, boy, this is agonizing. It's it's keeping me up at night. I'm not sleeping. Um, You know, there, but what we are finding is the generation of people, the, that most of the people that need home home care, they really respect their physicians. Yes. And so we will also say call them um, ahead of time and let them know that they, you know, it's one of the hot topics is when is it time to take away the keys to drive? They're not going to listen to the kids. They are going to fuss yes. and fight <laughs> and it's going to get really bad at times if if they just don't want to give those keys away. But it's But if you can say the doctor said... Right. right now, it, it no, no driving. Validates it. Yeah. It just, it switches it. It takes the pressure off the family. Yes. Um, and there have been a lot of times that even with clients here who maybe don't have any family members locally, you know, if we are able to have a discussion with the doctor's office ahead of time um, so that they're aware of, hey, these are the things that we're facing and this is what we're trying to accomplish, um, be aware of that when we get to the appointment because you may not get the whole story from the client and it actually ends up working out really, really well in the end and the client gets what they need and, yeah. and they get the direction from the person they're willing to listen to and uh, it all's well that ends well. Yeah, yeah. Another sneaky trick is when somebody will go to the doctor and not allow their spouse to go in with them. 
and then they do not give the spouse all of the information. Right. I, I think for a while there, my dad did that to my mom. Oh. And he was on. being very, very naughty. <laughs> and um, so she would say, well, what did he say about this? Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, I, I've got this pill. It's going to be okay. And that was the end of the conversation. And, and mother was not comfortable with that. And finally she said, no more. I am going to every appointment with you. I will be there with you. But she had had enough. Right. Because some of dad's stuff was getting more and more complex. Sure. Um, she also does that with my grandma. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody, one of the sisters has to go with grandma at this point just to make sure that grandma's telling us the whole truth, <laughs> the nothing but the truth. Is that how that works? <laughs> and that is very common. Uh, either the family, I mean, we've heard stories where somebody went to the doctor and they got a, a terrible diagnosis, but they didn't want to upset the family. Oh. They didn't want to worry the family. And so they carried that on their own mm -hmm. and then tell them like a month before, oh, by the way, I've had cancer for three years and I'm, you know, oh. now this is going on. It's just, there's horrendous stories sure. out there. So hopefully you can figure out good communication sure. prior and whatever works for your family. Right. We all got stories. We all got weirdness. Um, <laughs> how's it going to work for you? Some of us more you? than others. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the other things to think about, um, <clears throat> besides traditional, um, medications is, um, asking if, is my parent, getting the right nutrition mm -hmm. and, you know, for them to weigh them every time or, or to see, you know, the, the sparkle in their eye or, you know, keep hydrate, excuse me, keep hydrated is very, very important. Um, supplements, right. supplements is a big deal because a lot of people take a lot of vitamins and there are contraindications for medications like grapefruit juice our grapefruits in general are really bad for some medications right. and, and they won't let those medications work because of the acid and such. Right. So you've got to know mm -hmm. what you can and cannot take on the medications. You, do you take them on an empty stomach? Do you take it with a full stomach? Cause if you take it on an empty stomach, are you going to get a tummy ache? <laughs> you know, there's right. just those kind of things. Um, also does this medication or, um, any of that, uh, falling, you right. know, with my family, is this going to make them unsteady? Right. That's a big problem. Um, and the other great question to say, what do we need to work on before we come to our next visit? Right. I really love that question mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, you know what? The goal right. should be that maybe you lose five pounds. Right. Or, or maybe the goal is just that you take your medication as it's prescribed <laughs> and, and stay on yes. top of that. Yes. And um, how many times do we run up against the situation where the medicine's working? Oh, yeah. So somebody then wants to stop taking it. Yes. And they forget that the reason they're feeling better is because they are taking the medicine and it's working. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's something to consider and pay attention to um, also. And the other thing that we find a lot mm -hmm. is how people, um, if they don't take it, routinely and close enough to that normal time, it really, really will mess with them. Yep. Yep. Get on a schedule, <laughs> stay on a schedule, <laughs> do what the doctor orders, listen to your children, <laughs> all of these things. Yes we, yes. we listen to all of you for all of our lives. It's your turn to listen to us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that brings up a funny one. I, um, I had a, a daughter one time that she was just fit to be tied because mother was being such <laughs> 
a uh, just a turkey. Yeah, <laughs> she was being so naughty, and she did not want home care. But the daughter had to go work, and she just wanted us to check on her at lunch, make sure she was eating, make sure she was safe. And half the time we would show up, she wouldn't be there because she knew we were coming. <laughs> sure, she was. But hiding. she would take the car and she would go um, down to the restaurant. And um, I, I tried to make her feel bad about it one time because <laughs> I said, you know, part of the reason that we're here is really for your your daughter because she's got to go to work and and she worries about you. And she said, I worried about her her whole life. It's her turn turn to take care of me and worry about me. Oh, oh, and she wasn't having it. And that daughter was just finally had to get to the point of accepting to right. say you know mom mom's okay. not ready for this and we'll just have to take a day at a time yep <laughs> oh I can remember so true <laughs> she was just so naughty <laughs> oh goodness oh goodness so. so I'm trying to think what else um there are some other things that we wanted to talk about and that are different than your traditional doctor visits so um, I don't know how much it happens in different areas, but I know that there there are areas where um, some doctors will do house calls. Yeah. Um, I think, isn't there something here that's kind of like a concierge yeah, service concierge in, the word. here in this valley Yeah, um, where people get connected with this particular doctor and then they yep. come? Yep. Yeah, he makes the home calls and checks on them. Um, and I think that uh, basically they're available 24-7 mm-hmm. to a select group of patients. Sure, if you're yeah. part of that And what a, what a cool program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's actually becoming more of a thing. I mean, it used to be that doctors would go do house calls all the time. Sure. And then we got completely opposite away from that. Right. And and now I think um, that they're, they're trying to get it going again. Sure. I'm sure it's a big legal thing that you have to <laughs> worry well, about. and just... <laughs> I think it's just a matter of time and availability and um, yeah. they, we just don't have enough, no. you know, for all of the people that need help. Because I know there are, are physicians in this valley that are, are not taking new patients. Yeah. They're just, you know, overdone with what they currently have and trying to keep up with that. Um, telehealth has also become a thing yeah. uh, for a lot of people. And I think in certain instances, it's it's a great thing. Yeah, I, I can tell you that, um, you know, with my grandma having COVID and it, it was a little rough in the beginning trying to get organized and get connected with her doctor's office. And it, it turns out that the, the doctor had had given a message that was supposed to get to grandma and and somewhere along the way it, you know, it just didn't make it to my grandma. Um, but by the time a couple days had gone by, I went ahead and, and just started calling and advocating and I tell you, once we got connected with the doctor every single day from there on out, and I think, I mean, up to currently, he is still calling either the, her doctor, primary doctor, or the um, his nurse. They are still calling my grandma every day to just check in and see how she's oh, doing. And good. that's pretty special. Yeah. Um, that would be Dr. Jennings, and I guess he is just phenomenal. So oh. shout out to Dr. Jennings. Yeah. Grandma Fisher loves him. Oh. And so I think he, he kind of likes her, too, because she's <laughs> sassy, and she <laughs> tells really good jokes, and she's funny. And uh, she does get, my mom does get to go in on the doctor's appointments with her just, you know, because she can be an audience for the good jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, that's good. Um, that advocation is a big deal. Yeah. And, and you guys, I think that's the biggest thing that we just want to pull together today is say, when you go to the doctor, 
just be ready that it could take longer than it's you sure. think it should. Um, they're doing everything that they can to see everybody and um, just take good notes, understand yeah. the medications, the processes, the procedures, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. Right. You have and, to. And like you said, Julie, people, they get, they get nervous and they don't want to take up too much of the doctor's time, but you know what? This is your time. Yeah. You are worth it. You need to ask the questions. So write those out before you head in so that you don't get, um, just frazzled, I guess, when the doctor shows up and forget what you wanted to ask and, and don't assume you're going to remember. Yes. Write it down. If you can take notes, notes. it's so important to do that. Um, because I mean, I, personally walk out of the doctor and have already forgotten 50% of what they told me just stepping out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Make them talk in layman's terms, repeat back to them what they've told you so that you know, because I'm quite sure if I was to ever go to a a doctor's appointment with my mother, I would then have to explain it to both my brothers and my sister. And, and they would ask questions that I probably didn't think about, but I would have all of the notes and I could refer to that. Yep. Because it it can be frustrating, too, when you're trying to remember and then repeat to the next family member. But if you just have a good little notebook and keep track of everything, that works out really, really well. Yes. All right, Julie. So on to the grandma sayings. You told me that... We're not going to say what grandma says, but what the grandkids say about grandma. So yes, yes. Actually, I, I um, my daughter Callie, um, she said about her grandma is I love my grandma with all my heart. Nothing will ever change that. Oh, so that's awesome. Having a great relationship with grandparents is so special. Oh, it's really important. Mm-hmm. It really helps form you for sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Coolio. Well, we would love to have your grandma or grandpa sayings and um, your verses, any happy things that you want us to share. Please submit those to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe to this lovely podcast. You can do that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. Um, also, you can leave a review for us. Please share us with your friends. Join our Apaga Care and Share um, Facebook group and just share in the discussion. Yep. And remember, Inga only likes the positive things. <laughs> yes, in case you weren't aware. All right, peace out, Girl Scouts. Oh, have a good day. <laughs> The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. Epaga is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 